Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. And for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections that I have created in order to make one money line or one run line pick on every game it's played seven days a week though there are no sunday shows that doesn't mean that i recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games give you a few things to think on and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with i never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, heck of a Tuesday. I don't really know what else to say other than that as the day went pretty dang well. Uh, even got the Cubs. Uh, the odds on that rose throughout the day. I told y'all. I'm here 24 hours ago. I was taking Cubs plus 320, 330. I thought it was worth a little bit of an investment just to diversify your portfolio. But if it got up towards that 350 mark, you really had to look long and hard at it. I think it's about where it got to. So hopefully you all followed me out there. Hopefully you followed me on a lot of the other picks. Um, hopefully I gave you good reasons. Hopefully I talked you into them um, as to why I liked them, why the model liked them. Model's been doing great again for the last couple months. Uh, it's been either fantastic and the down spots have been break even for the most part. Um, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully we can keep it rolling here uh, for the rest of the season. But before we get to today's game, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Don't forget now, already one college football episode out shortly after this one drops. You'll get that second one, and then we got the third one coming later in the week. So we got a lot of good content here. So make sure you're subscribing. Also, check out Horse Racing Today. If you like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. It's their team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There isn't an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or website. The link's are in the description. And lastly, that reminder, we've started the Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include things such as exclusive access to the play of the day, Discord group of ad-free and early access to the shows and early access to projected spreads. I'm going to touch on that a little bit throughout this episode. Uh, tweeted about it already. A ton of horribly priced opening lines that have already moved a lot. If you had the early access, some of y'all do to those. You got some really good numbers. Susan Jared's been preaching this. Uh, and I think today was another great example of you can save yourself 10, 15 cents. It seems like on a bunch of these games, uh, if you got that early access or something to check out, if you're interested again, you can check that out. The links down there in the ticker, uh, for that Patreon page. Uh, if that's something that you are interested in, if not still got a lot of free picks here for you again, as always on every game, as long as there is a line out, if there isn't check Twitter or the Google sheet, I'll update that before game time. Still getting you all those free picks, but starting off. 12.35 Eastern, got Pirates at the Reds. Pirates sweeping the doubleheader on Tuesday uh, in the second game with a shutout, which feels impossible for the Pirates. Uh, I made the comment, you know, I, I thought that Luis Ortiz might be a pretty solid pitcher. Um, 
things went really well for him and the bullpen held it together, which is crazy. Uh, a great couple games for the pirates. I'm going to be on the reds here in this day game at minus 151, giving it a C grade play. The model says it should be reds minus 154. Honestly, this is a C grade play where I'm just kind of waiting to see where the number moves. If the number drops below 150 into the mid minus 140s, it's a B grade. And so I'm comfortable adding a unit. I just don't want to lock that second unit in now. We'll see where the number goes uh, overnight into the day. Again, early start time. Uh, but if this goes up to the 155, 160, whatever, I'm comfortable having a unit at 151. I think it's worth an investment. I think it's worth adding to your portfolio. Um, but if it drops a little bit, that's where I'd rather have that second unit. It's just not quite good enough to get to a B grade right now. I know the Reds, uh, not looking great this series, but I mean, they have a massive edge here at starting pitcher. I like Renzi Contreras. I've talked about this a lot. I like him relative for being a Pirates pitcher, though. I think that's kind of the key thing to keep in mind that I think he's got potential given that so many of their pitchers are terrible. Um, but he's league average, gets a 103 grade from the model. Just have a 329 ERA, but he's not that good. The advanced metrics say it should be more in the mid fours. Nick Lodolo, though, a very solid pitcher. 378 ERA and the underlying metrics say it should actually be in the mid threes. There's a reason he gets that 88 grade. A pretty big edge for the Reds with regards to the starting pitcher. Beyond that, it's kind of a wash. But here's the key in this game and the reason why I think the Reds can take this one to close out the series. The Pirates are a very left-handed heavy team. They get a pretty solid ding facing a left-handed pitcher. Of course, that is what Nick Lodolo is. And so I think that kind of negates their offensive edge that they have over this Reds team, which again has a terrible offense at this point. I have to trade away all their players and Votto's out for the season. Reds bullpen is better. So the Reds are going to have an edge on the mound for the entirety of this game. And the edge the Pirates have at the plate is diminished games in Cincinnati. I think the Reds can take this one. I think they should be favored. And like I said, I think minus 151 is a decent price to invest in. Model says minus 155. I play them up to about minus 160. Uh, but again, it's just not worth being too invested at these prices because the premium we're paying. But again, if the price drops, it can easily get to that B grade territory on this one. The model says a total of 8.1. The actual total is eight. It's going to be low seventies to start warming up to the upper seventies and the winds staying under five miles an hour blowing out, but not going to really help too much model thinks that the weak offenses in this one, keep this one a little bit lower scoring despite being in a pitcher's park. One city's their first pitch, Angels at the Guardians. No line out on this one yet. Otherwise, we're thinking about 70 degrees to start mid-70s to finish. Winds blowing in or across. One of those cross-type winds where it might help the pitchers a little bit, not a ton, from left field at around 5 to 10 miles an hour. So not too strong, but a little bit of a breeze there. Projecting Patrick Sandoval and Cal Quantrill. Uh, Sandoval, pretty good lefty. Uh, 298 ERA underlying metrics say mid to low threes gets an 87 grade from the model. Good pitcher. Uh, Quantrill, just an average pitcher, 350 ERA, but the advanced metrics say that should be more in the low four. So, so a starting pitcher edge here for the angels uh, guardians though, much better with regards to the relievers. So the question you have to ask yourself on this game is just how far can Sandoval go? And when he goes deeper into the games and minimizes how much the angels relievers have to work the angels have a chance to win when he pitches if he's only going six innings though five innings you know heaven forbid type of thing if you're an angels backer or fan needing three or four innings from that bullpen isn't usually a recipe for success so the guardians big edge here will be the bullpen i talked about the guardians a lot. i think the starting pitchers are made better by that bullpen because in general 
they know that they have good relievers behind them. Now, again, the biggest downfalling of the model is that it assumes a smart manager. And the game's not always managed that way. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But in theory, Quantrill just being an average pitcher against an average Angels offense hopefully shouldn't be facing the top of that lineup you know, a third time. Or at least if he does, he should have a very short leash with it. We'll see how that plays out. But under those assumptions, I think the Guardians should be favored here. Model says Guardians minus 134. So we'll see what the price is later on. We'll make a pick. Model says total of seven in this one. Doesn't expect a lot of runs um, in that one. So probably looking under two, uh, depending on, of course, what the total is. But my hunch is the total probably seven and a half. So I'd play under seven and a half if that's the case. To get back in the Guardians, uh, really up to about minus 140. That would be my thought on that one based off where I, my hunch is where the line will be. I'll be backing them. Just the question is what grade it gets based off what sort of value it offers uh, when we see the price on it. One other game here in the 1 o'clock Eastern slot Astros at the Tigers. Astros with a pair of A-grade run line plays getting it done for us in Detroit. I'm flipping on the other side on this one. I'm going to take the Tigers on the run line with an A-grade play plus odds at plus 130. This is a game that the Astros are really overpriced in. I was really happy to back the Astros in the first two games. I thought they were underpriced, uh, but that's not the case in this one. Joey Wentz is a decent pitcher, and he is a lefty, and the, and the model gives the Astros a boost for facing a lefty, but Wentz is okay. He's only pitched three times uh, this season with a 405 ERA, but the advanced metrics say he's been pitching at about a three ERA level. Projects to be pretty average, I and mean, he's a solid pitcher, definitely better than what the Tigers um, have been throwing Christian Javier is a solid pitcher above average model gives him a 92 grade 301 ERA underlying metrics say mid threes and obviously the Astros have edges all across the board here but they're just really overpriced in this one especially getaway day weird things happen in day games the model isn't even really taking that into account but the model says Astros minus 245 I've been talking the first two games Throw the Astros in your money line parlays. If that's a thing you do, that's fine. I don't think that's the case here. They're not a good play on the money line, and that means they're not a good play in your money line parlays. It doesn't matter if it's a solo play or a parlay. Just because you throw it in the parlay doesn't make it a better play. It's either a good play or not, no matter how you, you play it. And I think it's too expensive. The model says it should be Astros minus 180. And again, this is a model that's back to the Astros the last two nights and thinks Javier's decent. It just says that against a decent pitcher for the Tigers, this is too big of a price. The Tigers had a decent pitcher in Rodriguez in the first game of the series, but they were throwing Framber Valdez, who's top five, six, seven or so, at least in the Cy Young. Obviously a solid pitcher, but he's not going to be getting any Cy Young votes, right? So, I mean, the, that game was okay to back the Astros because you had a huge pitching edge, but here the pitching edge is very, it's the same thing with Tuesday's game. Uh, Hunter Brown, a pretty solid pitcher against a bad pitcher for the Tigers. A big discrepancy here. You got a really small discrepancy. So the Astros should be favored, but minus 245 acts as if you had the same discrepancy you had in one of the first two games. And that's not the case here. So I think you should be back in the Tigers. Maybe you take a flyer on the money line. I'm going to play them on the run line, plus 130 odds. It's an A grade. A lot of value, however you want to split your wagers. If you want to look alternate run line at plus two and a half, whatever. I think they're all reasonable plays. But this is the type of play that We've been all season, a lot of times been, this would have been a B-grade money line play and the Tigers would have lost by one. And so we'll talk a couple about a couple of games that that happened to uh, later on in the show that that happened last couple of nights here. But this would be that type of play that the Tigers would lose this game by one. So taking them on the run line at plus odds, I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, game is a total of eight. Model says eight. So I, I like the um, under a lot in Monday's game, but this one I think is priced perfectly well at eight. 
I'm just sticking to playing the Tigers. Like I said, however you break it up is fine, but there's a huge edge on them. Again, model says 180, so Tigers plus 220 offers value if you want to take a flyer on a um, maybe a dog to win on getaway day. 210 Eastern start time. Rockies at the White Sox, mid-70s for the totality of this game. Winds will be blowing across to start with and then blowing in by the end of the game at 5 to 10 miles an hour. So early on, not going to really help the pitchers. But by the end of the game, it will. Kyle Freeland versus Dylan Cease. White Sox better against lefties because they're so right-handed heavy. I think the White Sox are the side to be on here. Obviously, Dylan Cease is really good. I don't have to tell you much about that. The only thing I will say about him is his results better than the reality. 206 ERA on the season. He's not that good. Almost, I mean, nobody but Jacob DeGrom is truly that good, even though the results might be there. That doesn't mean that that's what we project going forward. Um, again, ERA is a good indicator of what did happen. It's not necessarily the best predictor of what will happen. He projects more in the low three. Still really, really good. Um, and again, in that third tier of pitcher, again, Jacob DeGrom, tier number one, tier number two, a bunch of guys, the Verlanders, the Scherzers, the Otanis, the McClanahans, those type of guys. He's in that tier right behind that really good pitcher. Results have been fantastic, been a great guy to back, and I want to back him here again. I'm going run line at minus 110 with a B-grade play. This is a game that if you got um, those early lines, there was a uh, a big White Sox edge. It's The price has gone up throughout the day. Um, model says 244 and the price is out to 235. So still a money line edge, still reasonable to throw the White Sox in your money line parlays. But again, a price that's gone up throughout the day once it's open. So uh, if you were able to get in on it earlier, uh, you got a better price than this is. But I still think the White Sox are worth a play. I'm just going to go to the run line because the odds are too high. This is the type of play that um, when you lay these really big odds, you don't have to lose that often to wipe out all of your winnings. And so we'd rather protect ourselves with the run line. White Sox hit lefties better. And so that should give them a little bump too. Freeland's just an average pitcher gives model gives them a straight 100 grade, but also do like the under in this game as well. The total is seven and a half. The model says seven, the Rockies offense on the road is putrid. And I really don't see them scoring any runs in this game against cease, maybe one or two. I don't think they'll get very many. I think the White Sox win this game, something like five to two, something like that. And so I think run line on the White Sox, a money line if you want to play it that way, and under seven and a half also makes a lot of sense given that the model says seven. So the late afternoon games, there's two of them here. One of them at 345 Eastern. Braves at the Giants, low 60s for this one. Winds will be blowing out at about 10 miles an hour, but you get a park that minimizes that effect. So not really much of a big deal there. Charlie Morton versus Carlos Rodon. This one is one where you could have got the Giants plus 115, plus 120 uh, if you had the early model projections. Now the price is down to even money. Uh, a lot of the value has been zapped out of it, but there was a time when the Giants offered some value on this one at home with a pitcher as good as Radon on the hill. As it is, though, model says Braves minus 106. So right now it's harder to find an edge on the money line. I do like the Giants still on the run line, though. It's pretty steep at minus 170. But I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game, which makes it a one-run game even more plausible. Another game I definitely go under 7.5 on. Model says 6.9. These two pitchers are fantastic. Morton gets a worse grade, but Morton's been pitching so well lately. 
on my fantasy baseball team, he's like the only pitcher that's actually doing anything. Uh, otherwise, they're going to have an embarrassing first round playoff loss. But Morton has been great as of late uh, for a long stretch now. It's very similar to last year what he did. The only difference is that last year he got it going a little bit earlier in the season. Uh, but he's really found it again at this part of the season. Uh, obviously, Carlos Rodon is fantastic, kind of similar to Dylan Cease. Uh, results not quite as good, but the underlying metric is actually better than what Cease has thrown. Um, a fantastic pitcher for the Giants as well. Obviously, for the Giants to win this game, it's what we're always talking about. Radon's got to go deep into this game and avoid the Giants' bullpen being too involved. At the run line play, I don't have to care if they win. I think it's going to be a tight, low-scoring ball game. Obviously, the Giants might lose by two or three. They might lose 3 nothing or 3-1, you know, 4-2, something like that. So there's a lot of ways this can lose. That's why it's only a B grade, and the odds are great at minus 170. But I think the Giants on the run line still makes a lot of sense in this game. And if you can get solid plus odds, like we saw earlier around the opening line, I endorse that play as well. But at even money, I need better odds than that to go on the Giants. The Braves are a really good baseball team. And as I tweeted out today uh, with my overall rankings, I've got the Braves as the third best team in baseball right now. I mean, they're a really good team. So, I mean, um, I need better – as good as Rodon is, I need better odds to be backing him against this Braves team, especially with how bad the Giants' bullpen is. Obviously, hopefully they're not involved that much. But if they are – that's where things get concerning for this one. So I'm on the Giants run line, B grade pick. Again, I think it's a low scoring game. So I like that under seven and a half as well. Two great starting pitchers. Ball carries a little bit better in the daytime, but I'm not sure it's going to matter there with the two guys on the bump starting off. The other late afternoon game, 410 Eastern first pitch Padres at the Mariners. I'm projecting the roof to be open on this one as it should be in the low 70s for most of this game. A nice day in Seattle and no chance of rain, which is obviously the big reason why they have a roof there. Uh, Mike Clevenger versus Luis Castillo. Uh, Tuesday night's game, I took the Mariners as small favorites and said the, the biggest issue is that you got such a great pitcher in you, Darvish, for the Padres, but you had a great pitcher for the Mariners and Logan Gilbert should be a good game. Um, but two great pitchers. I don't think that's the case here. Clevenger used to be good, but at this point, he rates below average. It's a 104 grade. He's a 413 ERA, and the underlying metrics say it should be even worse, and he's lucky that it's as low as it is. Castillo, in that same tier as Redone and Dylan, sees a fantastic starting pitcher right in that third tier. 281 ERA, underlying metrics say low threes. Massive starting pitcher edge here for the Mariners, along with the bullpen edge that they have. Padres offense a little better, but not nearly enough to overcome how much better Castillo is than Clevenger. I'm on the Mariners here, another A-grade play at minus 151. Model says it should be minus 174. I just think it's all Mariners in this one, just because I don't think Clevenger is very good. This is mostly a fate of him. If you if you disagree with that, that probably affects your feeling on this play, but I don't see anything that Clevenger has done this year, results-wise, underlying metrics-wise, anything to make you think he's anything more than average. And Castillo being as good as he is, this Mariners team as good as they are, should be much bigger favorites at home than this. Minus 151 is too short. It's an A-grade play for me. It'd be an A-grade play at any number that's 150. It's about 160 probably still, but by the time you get to the mid-160s, now it would drop to a B-grade. Not playing one line. Don't want any part of this run line in that park. It's not the most pitcher-friendly ballpark, but it is a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Total 7.5, so it should be a low-scoring game. And I don't like home run line favorites in low-scoring game. I like road line dogs in low-scoring games. Road line favorites or run line favorites are not really my jam for low scoring games unless the odds are just incredible and i don't think they are here model says total of 7.6 so a pretty well priced total at 7.5 unlike 
Tuesday where it was 7.5. And I said, definitely should be going under on that one. So the night game, 6.40 Eastern. First pitch, Phillies at the Marlins. Sandy with another good start. Can't get the win, though, because that Marlins offense, again, still pretty bad like we talked about. They have a couple of games where they score some runs, but in general, it's still a really bad offense. I see the same thing here. Not that Kyle Gibson's great, but I still see the Phillies um, pulling this one out and the Marlins struggling to score. It is weird to note that Kyle Gibson has faced the Marlins. like He's had 27 starts this year, and I think about 20 of them have come against the Marlins. It's the weirdest thing I've seen because you play a team a lot. Now, next year, you won't even see this as often because we'll have more of a balanced schedule. But I don't ever remember seeing a pitcher face a team this many times. It's like the sixth time he's going to face them. Like four, yeah, maybe five. But facing them all, same team a lot. I don't tend to think it means too much. He did look the worst of all of them in his last start, but also he's done really well off of them in most of his starts. Mainly because the Marlins offense isn't very good. So in general, I make nothing of these sort of situations. This might be the smallest of exceptions in that they have seen him a lot this year. I don't, I don't think it means much, but it, 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 if, if it ever does, it's this type of game because it's so many times that they've seen him. But the vice versa, I mean, it, it can kind of work both ways. So I'm not sure it's really advantage either or. I mean, the pitcher's job is to trick the hitters, but he could also go out there and decide, I'm going to pitch completely different than I pitched the previous games, and they're going to expect one thing, I'm going to do something different. So it's, just, it's all a cat and mouse game. And so I don't really think it means much. It's just an interesting side note, I think. In general, I don't think Gibson's great. He hasn't looked quite as good lately as he did earlier on in the season. But in general, I think he's just a mediocre pitcher. But a mediocre pitcher against the Marlins should succeed. Edward Cabrera will pitch for the Marlins. I think he's pretty solid. But again, the Phillies offense is pretty good. And Cabrera's underlying metrics say that 263 ERA is a lot of smoke and mirrors. And it really should be in the low fours. A guy who's probably not going to give you a ton of length. If he starts walking people, missing missing the zone, which he is very capable of, he's obviously going to get a lot of strikeouts, but he's not going to go deep. And if he has any command issues, the Phillies are going to be able to take advantage of that. And at some point, they're probably going to get to the bullpen, and the Marlins' bullpen is below average. So, I mean, the Phillies should be favored in this game. And I think 127 is short. It's a B-grade play for me on the Phillies. Model says it should be 144. This is, this is a great territory. It's borderline A grade. If it drops any, I'm going to have to bump it to an A grade. It's, it's, I'm just a little bit nervous because Cabrera has a lot of variability and Kyle Gibson kind of does too. And so I'm just a little nervous giving it that top tier A grade just because there's a lot of ways that we win this one handily. And maybe that means you look run line. I think the run line price was like plus 135 on the Phillies. And maybe you want the plus odds. Maybe you split your bet. I think that's not a bad way to look. If Cabrera has a short outing and we have to have a lot of innings of Marlins relievers and the Marlins bats do what the Marlins bats usually do, this is probably Phillies 5-2 to two or something like that. But there's a lot of variability with Cabrera and Gibson. I just don't completely trust. And so I just can't quite get to an A grade at this price. But again, any better, any better on this price, it's an A grade. So if you get 125, low 120s, it's an A grade. It's probably an A grade here. I'm just a little bit, just a little hesitant.
here, but the Phillies probably get it done. I think it's worth an investment. It's just not quite, I just can't quite get there at this price is really the bottom line. Uh, model, this one says total of 7.5. That's what it's priced at. So it's a well-priced total and one that doesn't really offer any value in my opinion. 705 Eastern first pitch raise at the Jays. A chilly one in Toronto. So a potential for the roof to be open, a potential for them to close it if they think it's a little too cold. It'll be kind of on the fence. It should be in the mid to low 60s for that one. So not really sure what they'll do there. If they close the roof, I might look over eight. If they keep it open, though, I don't think I would. I'm projecting it to be open. And in that case, the model says 8.1. The total is eight. Two pretty solid pitchers in Drew Rasmussen and Ross Stripling. Both of them get sub-90 grades. Uh, both of them have advanced metrics that say their ERA should be in the mid to low three. So, I mean, uh, two pretty pretty good pitchers here. There's really not much else to say about it. But I like both of these guys. Um, the Jays are a really good team. The Rays are a really good team. I've got both of these teams neck and neck. Very solid baseball teams. Two really good pitchers. I think the Rays got an edge in the bullpen. Despite the fact that their relievers haven't looked that good this series, I think that, I mean, bullpens are very fickle, but I still think the relievers are better than the Blue Jays, and that kind of offsets the Jays' home field advantage. Two, again, two good teams, two good starting pitchers. It, it, it's it's really a coin toss game. Model says Rays, even money. I'm going to take it the Rays as a B grade at plus 102. Again, this is another one that if you had the numbers earlier in the day, the Rays were plus 115 which offered a tremendous amount of value in a coin toss game. I'm, you always hear me say things like if it's a coin toss game or close to it, give me plus 115 all the time. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know in the long run, that's going to be a smart play. Now, plus 102, I still think the Rays are worth a look. Um, I don't think their bullpen can be as bad as it's been as of late. But, uh, I, I like Rasmus and I like Stripling too, but I think plus odds here makes a lot of sense i would say the same thing on either side if i get plus odds in the blue jays i think that makes a lot of sense too i don't know who's going to win this game but i'm, I'm afforded plus odds in the race so that's the side i'm going to back here with a b grade play um and again a game i think is priced pretty well at eight seven to five first pitch orioles at the nationals mid 70s really for most of this game winds blowing across Tyler Wells versus Patrick Corbin got the Orioles as our play of the day over on Patreon um, on Tuesdays. They hung on for a four to three victory. I'm on the other side here on this Wednesday evening, though. I'm going to take the Nationals on the run line at minus 140 with a B grade play. The Nats in a game that they really should have been overmatched in were able to lose by one. I think they can do the same thing here. Maybe hang in there. Maybe accidentally win a game. I don't think Tyler Wells is that bad, but. Honestly, I don't see anything in the underlying metrics that indicates that Tyler Wells is a better pitcher than Patrick Corbin. And that might sound crazy if you're looking only at ERAs. One's got an ERA of 390, one has an ERA of 630. But the underlying metrics for both of these pitchers really put both of them squarely in the mid fours. I think Wells has been a little lucky. We talked about Corbin really unlucky all season. And for part of the season, very terrible. But part of the season, also just unlucky. And he's looked better as of late. Not good necessarily as of late, but competent. And that's where he gets. He gets a 104 grade. A 104 rating isn't good. It's below average. It's meh. That's what I think Corbin is at this point. Just very meh. I don't think he's as bad as the rep he gets. I've said that a lot lately. Uh, Tyler Wells also gets a 104 grade. I don't think he's that good. Um, he's not bad, and he's got potential to get better. Absolutely. But just right now, I think it's a wash with regards to the starting pitchers. 
Of course, the Orioles' offense and relievers are better, and they should be favored, but I just don't think they should be favored by as much as they are. The price on them at this point is minus 140. Model says 126. But this is the exact type of play that I'm always talking about, that in years earlier in the season, I would have said, take the Nats on the money line. There's value there, and they'd lose by one. So I'm going to go on the run line instead. I think there's value on them at minus 140. The Orioles have been an under team all season, and the model loves this under. Doesn't think, again, that Corbin's going to give up the nine runs or whatever that he was kind of doing earlier on in the season. Uh, Total is actually 8.5, and the model says 7.5. So it should be a low-scoring game. Give me the run line on a low-scoring game with a dog like we talked about earlier. I like that situation because maybe the Nats pull it off. Maybe they lose by one. Maybe it's exact score here as Tuesday night, 4-3. to three. At that point, I don't care who wins 4-3. to three, is We're winners with the Nats. And minus 140 isn't that steep of a price to, play, to pay. I think they're worth a look there on the run line. Be great play for me in that one. 17 Eastern first pitch, Cubs at the Mets. Close to 80 degrees to start, mid-70s to close. Winds blowing out or across to right field. So one of those situations we talk about might help the hitters a little bit, might not really matter too much. 5 to 10 mile an hour winds, so not too strong either. A pair of lefties are projected in this one, Drew Smiley and David Peterson. I believe Peterson is the one who's not confirmed yet, which is why there's no line on this game. I've got Peterson as the better pitcher. Both of them have ERAs in the mid-threes, but Peterson's underlying metrics say that's accurate. Whereas they say that Smiley's is smoke and mirrors, that his ERA should actually be in the mid fours. And so it's a starting pitcher edge to the Mets. It's obviously an offensive edge to the Mets. It's a reliever's edge to the Mets. Mets should be favored. But the Mets should have won Tuesday night. And like we talked about, we had the Cubs on the money line there with just a little bit of a play and turned out as a big winner against DeGrom. And, and the Cubs already won the first two games of the series. I don't know if they can win the third one or not. The Mets should be favored and they should win. But again, baseball's weird and you never know what's going to happen. So that's what we also have to be careful of the price. Model says it should be Mets minus 197. So if I get a number that starts with a one, I'm going to back the Mets. And I'm going to back them on the money line. I'm not going to play the run line. The only time I'm going to play a run line is to really avoid a price that starts with a two. It's kind of the general rule of thumb. And if it starts with a two, I'm not playing the Mets. So probably not playing the Mets run line. It's either Cubs money line at big odds. Number starts with a two. Or um, Mets money line as long as it starts with a one. At some point, maybe you look run line on... The Cubs, if you want to play a little bit safer, model says total of 7.6. Run line is always a little bit more fun with the road team as you get that advantage of um, if they're a dog, it's harder for the home team to win by a bunch um, in this case. So maybe you look run line with the Cubs, but I I think the Cubs will be the play if the Mets are overpriced. And again, that that, the the borderline, that's probably about money line starts with the number two. Like I said, model says 197 for this one. So again, I'll make a play on that one. Later on, I'll update Twitter and the sheet. 17 Eastern first pitch, Yankees at the Red Sox. And who boy, just like I've been talking about, Tuesday night, Red Sox, huge edge. Back in the day, that would have been a B-grade money line pick that was a loser. And as it turned out, now it's an A-grade run line winner because just shifting up our methodology a little bit and it worked to a charm as the Red Sox had the lead and then blew it. And had we been playing just money lines, we would have said, oh, we almost had our plus odds winner. And instead, thankfully, the Red Sox scored a couple of extras to lose by only one. But they obviously the Red Sox were the right play. If it was money line, just... You took a shot on plus odds, it didn't work out. Doesn't mean it wasn't a good play, it just didn't quite work out. But again, that's the type of play that shifting to the run line has made more sense. Those medium dogs 
have lost them, have lost by one for whatever reason. It's just been the thing. And it's not really a small sample size thing. We saw it here on Tuesday. And I'm on the same play here Wednesday with the Red Sox on the run line at minus 143. And it's another A great play. I tweeted about this. The Yankees, I have them as the 14th best team right now. Uh, starting pitchers aside, because that's what changes every day. They're just a mediocre team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're a Yankees fan. Your team's like half your team's on the IL. Your offense is terrible right now. Judges, I looked at the player projections and I've got judge with a, a, a weighted run created projection of like 200, basically. Like it's insane how good that guy is. I got stand at like a 150 or something. He's also really good. And beyond that, you have no other good hitters. You got two guys that are barely above average and everybody else in the roster is below average. I mean, it's a, it's not a good offense. It's, it's only an above average offense because judge is so good. But otherwise this, this team, they're, they're just average. They're so hurt. They have so many guys in the IL. The relievers are just average at this point. So many guys on the injured list. If they can get healthy, again, they're a really dangerous, really scary. They're a 100-win team when they're healthy. They're just not healthy right now. They're being priced like they're the same team. I don't know what people are looking at. They're overpriced massively again here tonight. Model says this should be Red Sox minus 110. So if you want to take a chance at the Red Sox plus 113, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm just going to go back to the run line. It worked for us on Tuesday. I'm going to play it again Wednesday. But as shorter dogs, I think Red Sox might make a little more sense here. Um, maybe split your wager or just stick to run line like I'm doing here because it's worked for us on Tuesday and it's kind of been the thing. So I'm just sticking run line. Game's totaled at nine. Model says 8.7. Two good pitchers, but you have a pretty hitter-friendly ballpark at Fenway. Uh, low 70s is not really uh, pretty decent temperature for that park. I mean, it's our, our base rating for temperature for Fenway is already colder because it's in the Northeast. So mid, mid low 70s isn't a bad temperature. Winds will be blowing out to right field. Uh, so that's kind of why that total is higher. Otherwise, under makes a lot of sense with these two starting pitchers. Uh, and again, all the injuries to the Yankees offense. But uh, in Fenway, hitter friendly park, wind blowing out. And model says the total is probably not too bad at nine. I'd go under nine rather than over, but it's not one of my favorite unders on the night. Uh, Cortez, 273 ERA, underlying metrics say 356. Bellows, the guy I've been talking about, want to get as much on him as we can until people realize that he's good. 579 ERA in the season, but the underlying metrics for him are actually better than Cortez. So I, 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 Cortez projects better because he's got a history of doing it. So, Cortez is, gets a, a better grade in the model than Bello does, but um, Bello's a pretty solid pitcher himself. And so uh, given the fact that the bullpens are a wash at this point, and right now I think the Red Sox offense is better than the Yankees offense because the Yankees offense is Judge and Stanton, and that's about it. Uh, again, coin toss type game, models as Red Sox should be favored. So on the plus one and a half at minus 143 is a fantastic play on the Red Sox, in my opinion, gets an A grade from me. 740 Eastern, first pitch Royals at the Twins. Had a lot of options, uh, fun options for the jersey tonight. I, I, had to, I had to go back to the Twins jersey here, given that this is actually a Joe Ryan jersey. So anytime a guy that I have a jersey of goes seven innings, no hit ball. You got to wear his jersey and, and, and represent a fantastic cut for Joe Ryan at A grade winner for us on the Twins here on Tuesday night. On Wednesday, I'm backing the Twins again. Another game that if you had the early projections, you got a much better number. You got about 10 to 15 cents better than this. I'm still on the Twins at minus 191, but most of the value's been zapped out of it. I'm comfortable playing the Twins as long as it starts with a one. But again, at this price, it's just it's too much of a premium. I think there's better investments to make on the night. But I still think the Twins are worth 
a little bit of a look again to diversify your portfolio. It's just this price at minus 191 is pretty steep. Model says 185. Totals eight. Model says 7.7. But I mean, Sonny Gray's a better pitcher than Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke at this point is just average. Uh, twins relievers much better than the Royals relievers and Twins offense much better than the Royals offense. So it should be all Twins here. Again, it's just 191. It's just a little bit too steep. Uh, Weather-wise in Minnesota, will be around 80 degrees to start and mid-70s to close. Winds will be blowing in slash across from right field. So we'll update the totals as we get closer to game time uh, on Wednesday, you know, late morning, uh, mid-morning. And if the wind shifted more in, then that might tell you to go under eight. If it's shifted to more across, it'll probably tell you eight's a good number. So right now the model is kind of hedging between those two. That's why it says 7.7. 7. Uh, but again, at, at Grinky 434, excuse me, four flat ERA, but underlying metrics say a little bit higher. A sunny Gray, same sort of thing. A 309 ERA, but the underlying metrics say a little bit higher. But I mean, Gray's a, a better pitcher. So better pitcher there, better relievers, better offense. I'm comfortable with the Twins. Again, just price just a little too high uh, to, to, to really love. 7.45 Eastern start time, Brewers at the Cardinals. Around 80 degrees to start, low 70s to close. Winds blowing in or across from right field, but should stay around 5 miles an hour. So not as big of a deal as Minnesota. We're talking 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. Corbin Burns versus Adam Wainwright, two pretty good pitchers. But Burns really has dropped from Tier 2 to Tier 3 with regards to starting pitching rankings. He's not in that Scherzer for Orlando Otani crowd anymore. He's down to the Rodon Um you know, Dylan Cease crowd. And, and that's still really good. It's just, he's not the same pitcher he was. He's kind of struggled here as of late. His ERA and underlying metrics have risen a little bit. A better pitcher than Wainwright. Wainwright's not quite as good as that 333 ERA, but the, the difference between these two pitchers isn't that much. It's not vintage Corbin Burns. It's still really good Corbin Burns, but it's not as good as it's been Corbin Burns. Brewers relievers a little bit better. Not by much. Cardinals offense, though, a lot better. Games in St. Louis. Give me the Cardinals with plus odds as an A-grade pick, plus 106. Yet another game that if you were able to get the early projections, the Cardinals were priced even higher than this. Um, but I'll still take plus 106 as an A-grade. Model says it should be Cardinals minus 117. I don't trust this Brewers offense. I don't really trust the Brewers relievers that much. It's all If you're back in the Brewers, it's trusting Corbin Burns. But again, I don't think he's that much better than Wainwright. And everything else leans Cardinals, including the game location. So give me the Cardinals here at plus odds. You can take the run line, but with a low total, the run line price is really high. So I'll stick to the money line in a game that I think the wrong team is favored in. This game has a total of seven. Model still says go under seven. So the total should be six and a half. Again, St. Louis, a pretty pitcher-friendly ballpark when it's not really hot. And as much as I say Corbin Burns isn't old-school Corbin Burns, that's because that was like Cy Young level. And he's still pretty good. Wainwright's pretty good. Again, I don't trust the Brewers' offense. And both sets of relievers are above average, so it should be a low-scoring game. Uh, I just think that the Brewers just shouldn't be favored in this game. they got a chance to win, absolutely. But I don't think it's more than 50%, which is what the odds imply. 8.05 Eastern, first pitch, A's at the Rangers. Yet another game we talked about that um, earlier in the season, I would have had a B-grade money line pick on the A's, given that uh, given that there was some value I set on them. Uh, now instead, we got them on the run line, and they lost by one. Just another example of that same scenario uh, playing out where mid-grade dogs. I'm pointing now just because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page of these mid-grade dogs. Just a lot of them seem to lose by one. It's kind of crazy. Um I'm on the Rangers on this one, though. Minus 151. It's an A-grade play. 
model says it should be 172. JP Sears and Dane Dunning. I, I like Sears. It's just his ERA is really deflated from pitching, you know, 20 of his innings or whatever at this point of his 50 innings in Oakland. A little bit of good luck. Uh, underlying metrics say his ERA should be in the mid fours, and the advanced metrics are kinder to Dunning than Sears. And actually, the model gives him a Dunning a better rating. So the Rangers think of a better starting pitcher. Of course, they have a better offense. Relievers, I guess they're a little better than the A's. That's just because the A's relievers just don't grade very well whatsoever. So uh, Rangers at home, advantages in every aspect of this game. They should be pretty big favorites. Again, model says 172. I think 151 is a great price. So it's an A grade play for me on them. Total is 8. Model says 7.8. And then wrapping us up, 940 Eastern first pitch. Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. Uh, Dustin May, I believe, is not confirmed in this one, so that's why there's no line yet. Assuming it is May versus Zach Davies, obviously the Dodgers have an edge that May's a better pitcher. Um, but May's rating is really trending towards league average, which is of concern if you're a Dodgers fan. You're really hoping that he would step in and be a, a great piece here uh, for the playoffs. And he hasn't looked that great this four outings. 429 ERA, and the underlying metrics say it actually could have been worse than that. Uh, still better than Davies, though. Davies for nine ERA in the underlying metrics in the mid fours. But track record wise, we believe that May's a better pitcher. So that's why he projects better. That's why he's grading out better. Obviously, the Dodgers relievers better. Dodgers offense better. Dodgers should be favored in this one. My hunch is they'll be overpriced. But I mean, the Dodgers keep winning overpriced. Uh, there was definitely a stretch that we had where I kept saying the Dodgers were overpriced. And if you faded them, you were profitable. It feels like lately we're back to that stretch where the Dodgers do nothing but win. I mean, they're a really good, really good team. Um, we're starting to get to the point where I'm wondering if we treat the Dodgers the same way in college football we treat, uh, you know, Georgia and Alabama, where it's like when they play the weaker teams, it's just hard to really get a feel for them because they're such an outlier. And, and it's very possible the Dodgers are just that outlier. The model just can't can handle the other 29 teams pretty well. We can just kind of blind trust it, but the Dodgers may just be that one team that that's not the case on. Um, uh, it's very possible. Model says it should be Dodgers minus 175. Gives them a 64% chance of winning. The model says baseball is weird and weird things happen. And like, remember when the Pirates swept the Dodgers and just imagine how much, if you back the Dodgers in all three games on the money line, imagine how much money you lost there, right? <laughs> um or if you back the Pirates on the money line, think about how much money you made, right? Uh, and the model's like, that stuff happens in baseball, but it doesn't seem to happen to the Dodgers as much as it happens to other teams. They are a really good team, obviously. Um, but again, I, I assume I'll be on the Diamondbacks. I assume it'll be run line. I assume they're going to lose by four again because it's just the way the series has gone. Um, model says total of nine. So it had liked the under in the first games of this series, and that worked out pretty well, but... I don't think it's going to say under in this one with a total of nine. Again, it doesn't. The model doesn't really like what it's seen from May. It doesn't really think that Davies is anything special. The Dimebacks relievers are terrible. I mean, the Dodgers are going to score some runs in this game. The problem with the Dodgers scoring runs though is that like you go team total over, you have to go like five and a half and probably lay minus odds, and they can do that, but it's just not exciting to do that. You know, it's just not a great number. Um, it's harder to score six runs in baseball than you think. You know, so I, I'm sure it'll be a tough way to back the Dodgers. Maybe there's a good way out there, but again, as much as I'd love to back the Dodgers as good as they are, again, model says 175. So for me, maybe minus 180 is about the price I'm willing to go up to um, or the equivalent run line. But if it's Dodgers minus 200 something, I mean, I feel like the Diamondbacks are the smart play. Um, and just have to hope that 
at some point, the Dodgers remember that weird things happen in baseball and they aren't supposed to win every single game they play. Like the last month or so when they were, you know, only winning six out of 10 games or whatever, we were able to profit. Let's go back to that. Not this Dodgers win every game type thing. Uh, again, a really good baseball team. Models really struggle with the Dodgers. It's every time there's a Dodgers edge, I'm all over it. It just doesn't happen a lot. Um, so we'll see how that one goes. I'll, I'll tweet out a play and update the Google Sheet on that uh, later on. So to recap, the A-grade plays as of now, again, missing a couple lines, so I'll add those out later. But for now, I've got the Tigers run line plus 130 in a day game at home against the Astros after taking the Astros in the first games of this series. you got the Mariners, A-grade money line, minus 151 in the late afternoon at home against the Padres. I've got the Red Sox on the run line at minus 143 at home against the Yankees. I've got the Cardinals, plus 106 in the money line at home against the Brewers. I've got the Rangers, on the money line at minus 151 at home against the A's. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Baseball picks, college football picks, got a lot of good stuff for you. I'll see you again tomorrow with more Major League Baseball picks. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.